five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to a special edition of the Ready, Set, Poem podcast, your premier source for everything to do with the Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Lightforce, coming to you live over the power of Twitch, Mixer, Facebook Live, as well as Periscope. Pretty much if there's a streaming platform out there, I am setting us up on it because we have very little shame. I am joined, as you can see, by the screen by both on the at Only Stripe and Sam at another Sam Chan. Welcome, gentlemen, to this special live stream where we have to talk about the Vancouver Titans, who, if we were to use this line that gets used uh, from, you know, the uh, royal family in England, is the the Vancouver Titans are dead. Long live the Vancouver Titans. Vancouver Titans 2. Yeah, 2.0, 1.1. I think to steal a line from leg day, these are definitely the teen Titans. <laughs> yeah. I think it's true. Wolf said that they. this is the... Uh, Netflix adaptation of the runaway story. <laughs> well, technically speaking, it kind of, kind of is, and we'll get into the the fact that uh, yes, the the Vancouver Titans have a new team, a new roster. Um, we also will talk a little bit about uh, some things that have come to light. Uh, I think it would be remiss for us not to do that. Um, but I wanted to sort of kick things off by talking a little bit about our last episode. So for those of you who tune into our podcast regularly. You saw the three of us jump around the roster. Like we had sort of resigned ourselves to the fact that this team wasn't coming back, but we had absolutely no indication uh, from anywhere that there was going to be something. And I was actually talking to one of our listeners who said, man, it's tough. Here you are saying like, oh, this roster is not coming back. So who do you think is going to be next to Fisher when they play this weekend? Like, I mean, it is so crazy that the roster is announced essentially the day before this team plays. I'm not going to go and suggest that maybe they didn't already know that this was happening. Again, hey, maybe the contracts happen in 20 minutes in the Overwatch League for all I know. Who knows? But I don't imagine this group who is uh, going to be playing this weekend have uh, practiced or, or, or sort of scrimmed with preparation in mind. But Let's run through the roster. Uh, so first and foremost, everyone that we formerly knew as a Vancouver Titan, save for one person on the staff, and that is June, who's still uh, listed as being uh, the translator for the Vancouver Titans, uh, is no longer. That is correct. The Vancouver Titans have uh, mutually uh, decided to go in different directions with pretty much every player, save for Fisher, who was released. And the terms of that release you can read about uh, on many publications online. Uh, but ultimately, it's a matter of different language for a different reason. So who's coming into the fold? Well, first and foremost, uh, most of the players we're going to see come from another tier two side, second win. And I, this is sort of one of the rumors that was out there was that we were going to see the uh, the roster possibly come over, similar to how we saw what was formerly Runaway become the Vancouver Titans. But uh, let me go through who it is. So we have a six-person roster. Talk about that in a moment. Uh, we have Roll, who's going to be on support. He is a local Canadian kid, coming from Second Win. Dalton on DPS. Uh, he is a also Second Win member. Uh, Suna DPS. He is from France, and he is formerly of Disaster. Shredlock, another Canadian kid. He is coming from Second Win. We have KSA. I think it's KSA. I was trying to 
to figure that one out. He's off tank. Uh, he's coming from Raspberry Racers, which is a phenomenal team name. Uh, and then uh, we've got Karkar support. Uh, he's coming from ATL Academy, at least his last uh, tier two team. And that's six. Now, the seventh player to be named at a later date, potentially, because the minimum roster is seven, I think has to do with the actual wording of the announcement, which if you read it on the Overwatch League website, talks about how the roster was pending league approval. Like there was literally an asterisk next to that. So it could be that uh, there is a player seven to be named later, but it was shared by Titan Samantha in the Titan Scored community. Uh, she is a member of the content team that... Uh, uh, clarification restricts. Actually, I think it might have been uh, Nason that had shared it, but regardless, content member said uh, the Overwatch League granted approval to have just the six-player roster for now. It takes a while to approve XQC. That's the reason why. <laughs> hey, another <laughs> Canadian kid. Um, <laughs> there's also an entirely new sort of coaching and managerial staff. And, and so I want to actually start at the top. Justin Hughes, who uh, was the owner of Second Wind, he is coming on board the Vancouver Titans as the assistant manager of team operations. I think it's safe to say that we're, one, not entirely sure who sort of filled this role previously with the Vancouver Titans, but it doesn't appear that there was anyone. So of all of the pickups, this is the one actually you know, speaks loud to me simply because when we've, we've constantly said... This team needs someone who understands Overwatch, Overwatch League, esports operations. Um, so again, from an operational perspective, I think having Justin in place makes a lot of sense. Uh, you, he's, oh, oh, go ahead. Sorry, just because you're talking about Justin, have you seen the McGravy's tweet? Oh gosh, yeah. Because yeah. So for those that don't know, uh, Justin Hughes on Twitter had uh, essentially asked uh, whether or not the Valiant uh, would uh, would do an open division or couldn't win an open division or something like that. And yeah, McGravy kicked off uh, today uh, retweeting that quote, retweeting it, saying, "Well, the bank essentially equivalent, but Vancouver Titans." Uh, went open well, division. well, how the turntables have. <laughs> <laughs> um, bringing along with him for the second win is Flubby as head coach, Pew as assistant coach, and Wheats as assistant coach. Um, so, what do we know? We have an entirely different roster. I would argue it is one that is similar to what we had previously seen, in so much that it's coming directly from Tier 2 into primetime. That is where the similarities stop. Uh, there is no Korean member of, of this roster, which, again, I, I I don't know what that means as to someone who might hold the role translator at this point, and I'm not going to speculate. But it's also indicative to us that this is a team that's that's primarily based here in North America, and one that is truly going to be used to try to establish connection to us in the community, uh, whether it be we're talking regional, the Pacific Northwest, to actually those of us in the community, uh, simply because the the ability to communicate only just is is something that brings value. And again, that's not a, a knock against the uh, the previous roster, but. I mean, even for us as a podcast, when we had interviews, there was always something lost in translation. It was, it was somewhat difficult. Now, the other thing that came out of uh, of the announcement was that there is a desire to really resonate within the community. And I think looking at the roster before we start to talk about some of the, the players that have been picked up, on paper, I don't think it's you know unfair for us to suggest that this team is at the bottom of a very big hill. This is a team that's going to get the organization through to the end of the season. 
That's that's really what this this roster is. And and let's be honest, the Vancouver Titans are needing to go and entirely hit the reset button and rebuild uh, in the middle of an existing Overwatch League season, and in turn. Um, within a pandemic that really limits the ability to go and find players, have them travel, try out, so on and so forth. But one of the things that really, you know, gives me, you know, pause to, to consider, and this is why I truly think that this is a, a team that's been going to be used to establish stories and the connection to the community, is we've got this verbiage from Tim Holloway and that announcement when the roster, the previous roster was released, that we're really going to support the Tier 2 scene, we think you're going to be excited, to now not only, you know, uh, and I, I don't mean kids in, in the ageist form, just that they are younger, getting this opportunity that they may not have otherwise received. And then taking it a step further, we talk about that regional connection. Um, you know, we've got, you know, two kids from Canada and one specifically from our province, British Columbia. And, you know, what more of a story can you start to establish about a connection to the local scene than having someone who is from here? I, I'm a traditional sports fan. I make no... Uh, you know, joke about that. It's uh, Vancouver Canucks are a team that I follow, and and the Vancouver Canucks have historically looked for opportunities to have uh, players from BC play for them. Arguably, that may or may not be a good thing, but the point being is it's it's to connect to the local scene a little bit uh, better than you might if you have a roster that that doesn't necessarily understand the area. That's not to suggest it's not possible, and I think there were many mistakes made organizationally, um, opportunities that were missed. We'll talk a little bit about that. But uh, yeah, I mean, it is as it is, an entirely new roster, six players for now, and a new set of staff. So gentlemen, any initial thoughts based on what it is that we seek? Knowing very little about who we're seeing join, and we'll have a better opportunity to understand over the course of this weekend. Well, there's definitely a new thing to spam in chat, I think. We can spam Higan Evaded, Runaway Liberated, Third Impact Jebated, Second Wind Activated. Oh, and in case you were wondering, Valorant Drops are not enabled. Nor <laughs> will they ever be. So, uh, On a serious note, uh, it feels like... It reminds me a lot of the um, LA Valiant, where you get these uh, guys who... From the looks of it, uh, we're struggling to uh, get into the tier one uh, of the scene. It's funny you mentioned uh, Rulf. Uh, he's one of the only guys that I actually recognized when they announced the roster because I'm, I'm not following tier two as much as I should. Um, so his name popped uh, really uh, out from the list to me because I remember him from playing for the Team Canada in the, the World Cup. So I'm like, oh, this guy is still actually grinding. So that's a good story. Uh, outside of the fact that he's uh, from BC, which is cool. So it's really, really nice to, I'm not going to like pretend like, oh yeah, well, the Titans are known for just uh, supporting tier two and the path to pro, but it's good. Like I'm here for the players and and I'm, I'm rooting for them. They seem like good guys. I've seen KSA play a bunch of times on stream. Uh, Rulf obviously is a good pickup. Um, Dalton obviously is another guy that people are always saying, oh, you should be in, in um, OWL. It looks like uh, all in all, people are pleasantly surprised with the circumstances. And uh, I think we might uh, actually have a good chance, at least for the game against Washington. It looks like they're uh, kind of hitting a rough patch there as well. Um, and that's yeah. really what I want. I'm, 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 I'm a Phoenix Suns fan. I don't really expect to compete for a title every year in and out. 
I know that we'd probably never get a roster as talented as we had in season two. And I know that probably the org dropped the ball hard in this, but I'm willing to give it another chance. Everybody gets a second chance in my eyes, a second wind, if you will. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, if you're one of those fans that say they'd rather the team to be closed or relocated, or like my wife here that declared officially that she's uh, deserting to the defiant. Listen. Wow. Yeah, oh. she did. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm, I just said, I, I just um, was arguing with myself. I said, I'll just put it I out mean, there to the world. Life's not uh, that bad. <laughs> it's pretty rough. Like, there are so many flavors in the world. Bitter is not one that I would linger on. It's, it's good on you. Yeah, like, I, I kind of wish that we were streaming our old episodes because very early on, gentlemen, when we were on, I don't know, a 10 game win streak, 12 game win streak. Like I, I reminded everybody to take advantage of that moment because that those moments don't last forever. And I don't think I can quote myself anymore, which is a really awkward thing, but it, it's true, right? Like I, I, I think there's really two sides of the story that, that I want to talk about tonight. One is, you know, the team that was, and the team that's going to be. I don't think like it's realistic for for long. I say long term, but it's been what like sixteen months. Uh, long term followers of the Titans to just ignore that we basically gave up one of the best teams in the world for whatever reason. I'm I'm done speculating who's at fault anymore. I don't care about that. But that's it reality, right? It doesn't it doesn't yeah. matter. It's let bygones be bygones. But but the reality is that that was one of the best rosters in the world, right? And and so to to even try to compare whatever these guys these new guys are are going to be doing is completely unfair. This is not to say that they're not a good team that they're not good players. All all I'm asking for is if you're going to root for the Titans, you kind of have to you know let go of that bitterness as Omni speaks and look at these guys in a fresh light as a brand new team. For, forget about the colors, forget about the name. Like this this is net new. And and that's going to be tough for a lot of us to do for for at least a little bit, and and I think I I get that you know Titans fans I I feel you for those that are angry that just want to lash out like for sure hundred percent like I'm there blame whoever you need to want to blame kick kick whatever sandbags you want to kick yeah. like like I think there's time for that right and but at the end of the day like all six players that we just signed, they've grinded their way through, like somewhere in high school when they started going pro. So all the stories that we used to joke about, like, you know, like, hey, what are you doing? Gaming, mom. Like, those are those are real life stories for them. And and like, I'm for one, like, am really excited to, you know, find out those stories for these, these guys. Again, like Omni, I don't watch T2. Some T2 can't even be watched for whatever stupid reason. Um, but at the same time, like this is an opportunity for them. So as much as, you know, we as supporters or or even as media creators, like let's not spoil this for them, right? Mm-hmm. So so like I'm happy to take the the conversation one way where we can reflect on it's like, oh, you know, it's not like we can just forget that Twilight existed, right? But at the same time, like I don't really want to spend the rest of the season trying to compare like Twilight sleeps to like Rolf sleeps. Like it's I don't I don't think that's fair for both sides. 
And and I want to make that very clear. When I sort of did that earlier comparison, um, I was simply trying to suggest that for anyone who might say, because this is this is something that happened in, in Titan's Discord today. I mean, but it happened throughout social. I saw it in um, other Discord communities as well. It's like, oh my goodness, I'm out because this team isn't the team it was previously. Well, if that's what anyone was going to be waiting for, I could have told you that yesterday or the day before, right? Like that team, unfortunately, was gone. The decision that was made, and as you said, bygones be bygones, we're moving on. Hey, what team is still? Maybe maybe NYXL is still, in a way, the same one that we started with. Yeah, but I mean... They constantly evolve. They do. I mean, maybe not to the extent that the Vancouver no. Titans went through evolution. Or the circumstances. Right, yeah, I mean, it's it's significantly different. But evolution is, na- is natural. So I I was talking to uh, a buddy of mine about this, and he had asked me, he's like genuinely like, oh my goodness, are you, are you sad or are you excited? I'm excited. I, I'm sad that the team that I had grown to know and enjoy watch play is no more, but I'm genuinely excited with the opportunity that the new roster has to, to perform. Like, think about it. Like, how many of them would have received an opportunity like they're now going to get to be showcased on the top, well, top tier level? And I know there are some that would argue that uh, there are many Owl teams that aren't there. But to be able to be showcased at that level, my hope is that they are successful. I, I truly want this team to succeed. I am a biased Vancouver sports fan. I know that that might not be what everyone would necessarily agree with, and I'm perfectly fine with that. But that's how I got brought in. I knew nothing about Runaway until they joined the Vancouver Titans. Then I immersed myself in their history and everything about them, the story. And I, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. I think there was a whole lot of issues with how that story was embraced and what came with it. And if you happen to be an RSP cord, I actually share these opinions quite regularly. Like, hey, if I, I think if I were to do things differently, this might not happen. But that doesn't necessarily mean I, I don't understand why others might go another direction. Now, to the point of this roster, like I, I've made it very clear. One of the reasons why I'm actually a fan of the Toronto Defiant, outside of the fact that they've always treated us uh, here uh, quite well, is that they are, you know, throwing themselves in a Canadian flag, and uh, you know. Yeah, that doesn't necessarily mean it's always the best approach, but I I like seeing Canadian teams provide that level of opportunity. And this is what's happening now. Again, I was perfectly fine with a a, a roster we had previously and would have wanted them to succeed. But if if things are as they are today, I'm, I'm happy with this. I'm also excited to see what this organization, this team might do. Omni, um, you mentioned that you know every everyone deserves this sort of second chance. And I think organizationally, I've made it very, very clear my feelings on what I feel that they need to do to to move our community forward. My hope is they've heard that message not only from us but from all of us in the community who have shared it loud and clear, and are looking to do that. If there's one very small sign that things are starting to change. Today in Titans Court, after the announcement, the players started chatting. And, you know, it might be that it's from a language perspective significantly easier. And it's, again, only one small little piece of a very large puzzle. But signs are looking good. And that's not to suggest I don't still have issues. We'll talk about one of them a, a little bit later. But um, 
roster wise a couple notes that I've, I've seen from others um and i mean it's already come up here in 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 uh in chat for those watching live uh you know dalton car car considered uh you know solid players uh ksa uh also uh considered extremely good it's a matter of taking though from like he's top tier and ladder and does that equate directly to to, to overwatch league uh so it'll be interesting to see uh, but one of the things that I've, I've found very interesting is that I've seen more conversation happen around the actual sort of coaching staff and the management side where people are like, yeah, Second Wind has been able to do some really good things over the course of the past few years. And maybe that's what the Vancouver Titan need organizationally to do the same thing. What we're going to see over the course of this year and then into obviously next season. Hopefully there is a next season. But yeah, again, my two cents. So does this get you guys excited to watch the match tomorrow? Well, I was going to watch regardless. I mean, they, they, we could have trotted out Team RSP having just got pump stomped by uh, Toronto Alpha Flight. Hey, 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 hey. If we were able to take two maps from a bunch of GMs, anything is possible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And I don't care how hard they were trying. They were literally Such- having like such high numbers of SR that I didn't even know that that was shall i try and dig for more juice in that area <laughs> hell yeah oh uh, you know i, I would have tuned in regardless i'm still gonna tune in like I, you know first and foremost this podcast isn't going away we're still going to be the premium source for everything to do with the vancouver titans uh we're still going to talk about what's going to be taking place and we're still going to mm-hmm. offer up our opinions sometimes maybe not as well received or completely unsolicited uh, i don't know what others will I think the Vancouver Titans have have arguably pressed the reset button and they have pressed it hard. A huge number of fans were Vancouver Titans fans, not because they were fans of Vancouver or the Titans. They were fans of the roster that the Vancouver Titans were runaway. And there's a a great article, um, actually a couple of great articles. One was written by by Bonnie, who you might know within the the scene, and another one from uh, ESPN by uh, Emily Rand. But it talked about how the the roster's runaway was runaway. And for one reason or another, the Vancouver Titans had an organizational inability to figure out who they wanted to be. And that allowed others to define the brand for them. If you were to actually talk to players, and I think it was an Emily Arantz article, um, she was interviewing Janu and, and a question was asked about, oh, what do you think of runaway? And the, the implication was the new version of runaway, not previously. His response, we're a good team. Like to Janu, he wasn't his his. You ask him how who, how Runaway is. His his mind had him as Runaway, not as a Vancouver Titan. And we actually sort of touched on this. There was one particular person who seemed to differentiate himself as a Vancouver Titan. That was Bumper. It couldn't have been that the one player that sort of got like, "Hey, we need to be Titans. We need to establish our brand." Be <clears throat> whomever needs to be was Bumper, and that was the, unfortunately yeah. one guy that got released prior to the start of the season. I will never know, but you know, beyond that, I mean, what was the brand last year? This bad boys of the overwatch league here. You have runaway this, you know, uh, Cinderella story franchise. That's just doing amazing things. And they're suddenly the bad boys. They're Thanos. And having not established their own brand, the organization simply accepted that this was a good one to run with. Well, guess what? Unfortunately, you own that so well that now you're perceived as that. Now, by hitting that reset button, back to my earlier point, my hope is this roster 
can tell a new story, can establish that Vancouver Titans brand. Being a, a team or an organization that provides an opportunity that brings some of the best players together to in turn showcase, you know, an elite level of play and skill uh, as a, uh, wearing a Titans jersey. And that, that's genuinely what will continue to bring me back. If the organization, however, does not tell that story or fails to make that connection, and again, fails to also connect with us in the community, at some point in time, I may tap out. And I think that's, I'm the type of fan that the organization really needs to, to, to understand. It, they, the fans that are leaving because they're following the departure of Runaway, they probably weren't going to stick around when the changes were inevitably going to happen, because they would have. It's those that are still here that really need to be understood. And also embracing all of those that are now going to become Vancouver Titans fans who followed Second Wind, who followed this roster. It's important to, you know, again, embrace the fact that we are all in this together. We are truly that force of nature. I think a lot of uh, the Titans being, uh, or Runaway being, hailed as this Thanos is like the fact that they were just stomping everyone out of the gate. And I think it's hard to play the Cinderella or the underdog story for so long, especially when you get as good as you, you get. And, and like you said, Bumper was the only one who, were, who was getting it, uh, at least from a branding perspective. And it's not their fault that they were good, yeah. what, what you're going to do. Um, but like I said, it's not new to eSports or to Overwatch. There's a bunch of... Uh, uh, same phenomenon that happens in every traditional sport when you have like superstars who are moving between different teams and you have a lot of fans who are fans of players and not mm -hmm. uh, uh, of franchises, which is fine. It's just the way they uh, see the sport. Um, but that's the difference, I think, Yeah, well, following the, the, the people. Sure, but I mean, let's talk about that narrative. If the Vancouver <clears throat> Titans were the bad boys of the Overwatch League, why were the San Francisco Shock not? I mean, arguably, it, bumper like bumper bumper talk smack. I mean, yeah. I think he got it. I think he uh, of of all the players, and that might just be a personality thing. Arguably, bumper sort of understood that he was in the entertainment business, and and he he really under you know made that work. You look at the San Francisco Shock. I mean, they had like super still talks some good smack. Kid knows it. He, he gets it. He's an entertainer. Sinatra did the same. I'm not suggesting the entire roster. So why is it that the Vancouver Titans are the bad boys, but the San Francisco Shock are not? And I think it comes down to the San Francisco Shock being able to control the narrative by establishing a distinct brand and personality that the Vancouver Titans failed to do. So the reset button occurs. My hope is the Vancouver Titans make that attempt, establish this personality. The unfortunate aspect is there will be that meme factor that will exist for however long the Vancouver Titans are in a tough spot. Unless this team comes out and continues to just defy odds and win, how long will it take before Titan scored lights up again like it did today with every hater in the world jumping in to tell us all oh, what's wrong with the world? Hey, we, you know what? We got some really good feedback. I, I, I got to press pause here. We got some feedback in Titan scored. And what is it, boys, that I say when we get reviews? What do I do? Read them you verbatim. Read them out. We read them verbatim. Well, guess what? Our podcast sucks. <laughs> Saw that one, yeah. Also, no well, idea why Omni's a community figure. I don't know either. Hey, I don't know that either. I'm, I, I didn't ask for it. It was just like bestowed upon me by the powers that be. We bribed oh, someone somewhere. Yeah, no it's, it's another shill thing. It was a shill package. Yeah. Uh. 
Oh gosh. Anyhow, enough enough of that. Let's talk a little <laughs> bit about the future because the the future is what it is. We have a matchup against the the Washington Justice tomorrow, which the Justice are going through an evolution of their own. Uh, it was shared today that Corey is essentially leaving to go become a, a Valorant pro, <clears throat> and then shortly after that, it was announced that. Uh, Stratus is going to be playing in his last match as he retires to become a content creator. So Stratus will be playing this weekend, and then that'll be it. Whereas Corey is, he's done. He's, you know, peace. Doesn't even want to stick around for uh, one last ride. Yeah, like that. Uh, this is the, the, like the, the, the logic that I, I sort of yeah. have here is that Stratus is sticking around because then we're talking about roster elements again. You need some players. Um, arguably, it's, you know, there's been talk that maybe the Vancouver Titans seventh player is stuck somewhere because of, you know, numbers and such. But uh, what, what do we expect against the Justice? Like, do we even know what to expect against the Justice? I think it'll be a close match. Uh, yeah. I- if if I if Corey was a part of it and they had the full roster, I'd say uh, we were supposed to lose this match. Now I'm not really sure. I think uh, the Titans uh, might come out strong, just starving to prove themselves. They might do some uh, numbskull plays just due to uh, not playing around with one another. Uh, so we're gonna see together. Tor maybe, maybe all over. Maybe. I don't know what they play in tier two. I never watch. <laughs> maybe there are some weird strats that we never I, heard of. I think tomorrow is going to feel like a scrim. Let's just be. Yeah. Let's just call well, it what it is. I can't imagine they've they've actually scrimmed against each other. If they have, it's because no. the justice have been scrimming. Like, hey, yeah. But I mean, second win, which which <laughs> is not not the entire roster, but a big part of the roster. They have had a history in. You know, scrapping together last minute teams, not having practice, not having scrimmed, uh, not knowing who they were playing with. Uh, actually, just today. It's not that it's not that long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I mean, that's always a fun thing uh, to to come in. But I think I don't know. I don't even think it's fair for us to, to say predictions just because we've already all admitted we didn't watch this team. Maybe we watched bits and parts through World Cup and whatever, but I think it's a very like we've we've gone on and on about how it is a, a team sport and and yeah, players can pop off, but I think even with Corey there, Justice weren't hot this season. Like Corey had moments, but Corey was also yeah. on like a lot of May Jail, a lot of, you know, random torbing. Like it it wasn't, you know, it wasn't Team USA, you know, carry Corey. It wasn't four yeah. oh the the you know, strongest team in the league, Corey. So I don't know. Like I, 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 I want to say that, you know, the justice should win this considering they've been a team for longer than 24 hours. So like that, that would be my only analysis, but I don't even, Mm -hmm. it's not even discrediting our team. It's just like, you know, they literally just got here. Yeah. And I, I just, mean, I, before you jump in there, I just want to just wanting. So we're streaming on all the platforms and a, and a comment coming in from Aaron on Facebook about, well, the, the Titans seven players supposed to be Higgins league didn't approve his contract. So I know that on Reddit, that was actually brought up and it was the coach for Atlanta. I want to say that that came out and said that Rod, I think, yeah, that it had no room. But then uh, Ryan Nicholas uh, in Titans court this morning said that was actually not true. He was never given a contract. So the league didn't have to, you know, oh. deny anything. Now that's not to suggest that, I mean, the way that's worded leaves it open to interpretation, but uh, yeah, on the note of, 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 again, we don't, we don't know what's going to happen. And 
yes, people deserve um, multiple chances, but we'll move on. Uh, Omni. You yeah, are on the on note of, of uh, it might feel like a scrim. I don't think uh, our previous two matches felt much more than a scrim as well when we played Chengdu. Well, and Fisher and was Wenzhou. saying his like head, he couldn't hear anything because his headset at home was falling apart. <laughs> well, I should have played with the speakers on. <laughs> but to, to to be frank, uh, yeah, I I still think it's going to be a close match, despite me not watching two three. Oh, and by the way, if you think some of these other like brand, I don't know the 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 big uh, analysts are actually now going into tier two vods and formulating like <laughs> different plays. They don't trust me. They don't. Um, I don't know. I feel like uh, if we don't have too many technical issues, it might be a, a fairly close game. Okay, so then let's talk about Sunday when we get to play the Florida Mayhem. Oh, we lose that one. Yeah. <laughs> Florida Mayhem are, are looking pretty good. Uh, I feel like they're just uh, finding their own identity. Are it, you it hopping like, on the Mayhem train? I'm not. I'm just I'm just saying it how it is. Uh, when we previewed the season, everybody else says, oh, it's Saya player's uh, uh, team now, and he's going to carry them uh, – from mediocrity. Well, guess what? When he was placed on the bench, suddenly they they were able to uh, shed that uh, uh, identity, and and they're kind of playing well, despite the fact of of, of their uh, wing streak being mostly wins against uh, Boston. I I do feel like Carrion and 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 Gargoyle uh, are, are pretty, playing pretty well this season. Yeah, like you know, for all the crap we give the the Paris and Philly matches. How many times have the Mayhem played the opera? Like, nobody's even bothered to go back and count. It feels like they just play each other every week, and then we go, oh, yeah, don't pick them as week match of the week. But, yeah, I, I don't know. Everything's up for grabs. I think I think this is it's super they weird because one, one of the comments in, in chat was, like, even if we won the championship this year, like, would it would it feel like it had an asterisk? Like, I, I think it would. Like, I think it's very hard to become emotionally attached to one team, detach, reattach, and then, like, with everything that's gone on for this season to actually, like, you know, have the same relevance as opposed to, say, say last year if we, we, we won in the final, if we won in the finals. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's a very different taste. Um, but <clears throat> I guess, I guess, like, What's really weird about this whole Vancouver Titans experience, and and I'm going off tangent, but but I don't care. It's our show. Um, <laughs> like, is is that when the Titans came in? Like, what's very rare for new teams when they come in is they they win right away, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. there's they grow, they learn, they adapt, and then and then you normally whether it's sports, esports, otherwise, you follow a team along its journey of growth, and that's yeah. what makes the winning meaningful. Um, and, and part of that is, you know, you start growing connections, whether it's, it's actual connections where you get to know the players or you get to hear their stories, or you just love watching their play style or whatever. And those grow over time, right? Like that, that's how a brand is built. What happened with the Titans that we knew is none of that stuff happened. All they did was win. Right. And and so it's it's so strange for a fan base to be chasing every tweet, every Insta story. Is this in real time? Is this like a later post? Everything like was that a joke or did he really mean it? Like like w- the fan base has been thirsty for so long. 
picking at every single crumb like 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 omni said last week the 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 cockroach effect like we just <laughs> we just literally pick up every little thing that any any of our players say just because we were getting pretty much nothing right and like as i have these like multiple screens going on here i can see the team already the coaches are chatting up what food is good in in canada poutine is overrated all that stuff okay, is happening well, in sorry, real sorry. time cut it who, out who suggested that poutine is overrated the, I'll put a name to it. It's Shredlock. There, there's the target for your back. Oh, well, I think so. We're looking Canadian for a new tank. Allowed guys. to say that if new it were tank. not a Canadian. No, I'm sorry. You lose your citizenship <laughs> if you go and disparage the. <laughs> oh, I'll write that down. Poutine. I still he's, don't have. Hey, he's got backers. I think that's the next civil war. Is, is it oh, Poutine? Is it gosh. good or not? I mean, next thing you're going to tell me is maple syrup is overrated. Oh come on now. No, I. I, I, I this podcast There's a big done. gap between like a good poutine and like I'm okay poutine. That's the thing. Okay, no, you I gotta agree. Find a good one. If I go down to like you know McDonald's and order poutine, that's not poutine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's like, not a good representation. They call it you know when you go to that. There's a there's a bar in London, England. It's a, it's I think it's called like the the Canada Bar, Canada House or whatever. They have poutine on the menu. Don't order it. Okay. <laughs> Learn from the mistakes that I myself have made. Just because the bar says it's Canadian doesn't necessarily mean they understand Canada. Just yeah, get there. one in London, Ontario. That'll be better. Yeah. What totally are you guys feeling on? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Fusion poutine. Like I, I've so like putting like pulled of, pork and stuff on top. Like pulled pork is. I'd argue that that's still like Canadian-ish if it's like Montreal pulled pork or whatever. Mm. Like what I'm talking about is um, the curry poutine, which is like an Indian fusion, or mm. the the kimchi poutine, which is I, I don't I don't know. See now I'm not I, hating on kimchi. I think kimchi is has such a strong flavor, it just overbears everything else, and I love kimchi. But it all comes down to the basis. If the base is good, if the potatoes are good, you know, the, the gravy is nice. I think I'll roll yeah, with it. You know, okay, sure. and I, I, I'll go with on here. First, I was leaning like, no, it's not. But yeah, if, if the if the base is is good, you can. It's because I view it as poutine plus, right? I wouldn't necessarily see it as yeah. sort of fusion. Anyhow, yeah, this this is how phenomenal the uh, RSP podcast has has gotten. We're giving you uh, tips on on poutine. Um, one last thing that I want to talk about before we sort of go to the Q and A part, and I know chat's been going off, and 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 Sam and on you've been there, and and we try to address some things, but an article came to light today on on Sportsnet.ca. If you haven't read it yet, uh, the link is shared in uh, Titans Court Announcements channel. If you go to Sportsnet.ca, you can find it. And it talks a little bit about this. I don't know what we want to call it. Um, you know, reset of the Vancouver Titans, as maybe I, I called it earlier. The Topic of why the team went back to Korea comes up. And I'd like to point out that if you follow this podcast or you happen to stumble across the Reddit post that I shared, or you happen to follow the conversation that I've had with others in Titans Court and RSP Court, I've said that as per the team, the players asked to go back to Korea. And I mean, I've told you how many times that makes sense. You know, if I was in an entirely different country and I look at home as going through it better, this pandemic that we're living in, than here, I would want to go home. I, I, I would. I mean, personally, that's how I would look at this. The problem is that in this article, it's pointed out that 
the GM at the time, Anthony Morocco, had given this offer to the players, like, hey, you could go back to Korea if you'd like to, and that the team accepted. And it's been pointed out to me, well, that's a little bit different than the players saying, we want to go back. I don't know the truth here. I can't speak to it. I can tell you that I didn't speak to Tim Holloway. I did not speak to Alfred DeVera. I spoke to, to Ryan Nicholas. That's who spoke to me at the time. And and I actually went back and I checked my notes just to make sure. Did I, did I misread this? But I'm still of the belief that there is a story being told. And I won't claim to suggest the one that I was able to share is 100% accurate. It's possible that more information came to light. But I do want it to be known that I do take our credibility as a podcast quite seriously. There is a lot of you know information that the three of us um, stumble upon, sometimes is shared with us in confidence, and we keep that to ourselves. Why? Because it is shared with us in confidence. Trust is hardly earned, but it is easily lost. And for me, trust is everything. So... If I share something that I know, it's because the person who has shared it with me has told that that information is for public consumption. I don't know the result of this story, but I want to make it very clear, and I still stand behind the conversation that I had, that if what was told to me was incorrect, mistakes get made, but at no point in time did I share what I was not quite specifically told. Read into that as you see fit. We're going to go and look into these things a little bit better. And I do hope, because again, trust is a two-way street. I hope that I can continue to trust what is shared with me from the organization, because that would be a real wrong turn to try to click that reset button by invalidating trust, because I, I think it's quite safe to say for us within the Vancouver Titans community, our true force of nature we already have some trust issues with this organization, and that's not what we want to start doing, especially when we have this opportunity, this exciting opportunity for these six new players to go and do something special. So we'll take a quick moment just because I got a transition set up for us, but we're going to go into a little bit of Q&A. So if you have those questions, drop those uh, questions into chat, and we'll do our best to address them. Hey, Salhoff is my hero. I love Knight Rider. Yes, Hasselhoff is Reinhardt's hero. And if you haven't yet checked out Hasselhoff's latest album, don't. Um, going back and <laughs> looking at some of the questions that have come up, um, I'm just going to talk to the one here. And I am sorry, I believe that's in, in Korean uh, characters and which, but uh, do the players have an embargo? I'd like to hear from the players. So the players might be embargoed. It's not out of the realm of possibility that the, the agreement to separate because that's what, what's happened in many of these cases, had language around what the terms of separation might be. The players themselves have been talking, though. Like, Slime came out and explicitly said, in English, uh, we didn't ask to, to go to Korea. I don't know where that's coming from. Well, it came from us through the team, so Slime came out and said that. Um, Haxel has been talking about how he, you know, we wanted to play. The game itself wasn't too much fun. Uh, Genji's not in a good spot and unfortunately it didn't work out. Uh, you know, and Dante, you know, he was out talking um, and thanking the community profusely. And, you know, he apologized for not being able to, to get things to happen. Twilight, I think Twilight's post was, I am sorry. Like, cause he, he, he shared his message that we're going to make 2020 better. We're going to, you know, achieve 
the greatest level of success. And he retweeted that. I apologize that I didn't follow through, which is gutting because, you know, that to me shows a, someone that, that took that to heart. I, I made a promise to you and I, I just, despite what might not He's even be his problem, right? Yeah. He, he owned up to it. So, you know, I don't necessarily believe the players themselves are under embargo. I don't have access to them. I, I don't have a hotline. I don't have, you know, uh, someone Sue's number to, to chat with them and find out, you know, does Repel still snore like a tank? Like, I, I don't have the means to get that information. And if you don't know the Repel reference, you got to rewind back to our interview episodes. Um, I think it would be nice to hear from the players. And I think over the course of the coming weeks, months, year, more will come to light. We're going to hear two sides to the story, and it'll be upon us to go and look at those two sides and ascertain the truth. Because that's sort of how it works, right? With every story, there's multiple sides, and the truth resides somewhere in between. Either of you disagree? I agree. Uh, there is so much effort I want to put into that whole investigation is all. I think the more we get focused on a new bunch, the easier it'll be to let go because honestly, that's the best thing we can hope for. We I hope for the new uh, for our previous players to find uh, good squads. And yeah, get back to you know chasing their dreams as pro professional Overwatch players. Yeah, can't can't do anything but echo that, right? Like I think we've we've been around this story for for months and months, and and some weeks we're literally you know just trying to entertain each other just to keep keep the energy going, and and like. Yeah, I, for sure I'm going to miss all those guys. For sure I'm going to miss everybody from the coaching staff to to the players, to their gameplay and all that stuff. But I'm also very exhausted of deliberating over what's been going on with them for the last like quarter of a year. So I'm very happy to get back to actually talking about the game and not talk about like Airbnbs and hotel rooms versus <laughs> dorms versus... Like, like, like actual uh, games are gonna happen. Yeah, like no. we're gonna we're gonna get back to like having fun, right? Like ribbing I was on each other. Up this number for the next episode like, to entertain our get like, like watchers. Like I've been struggling so hard to trash talk to find, and you you for those of you guys that follow us on Twitter earlier today, like I I got nothing to trash talk them with, right? Literally nothing. And like like I want to go back to those times, right? Like whether mm. we're good or we're bad, like we'll we'll figure it out. But like I'm. I'm pretty done with this story, to be honest with you. And, and I like, like Omni says, I hope, I hope the best for them. Like they're, they're really awesome guys and everybody we've met. Um, and you know, if we're ever in Seoul or whatever teams they like, you know, end up love to hang out offers always open for more fried chicken, but like, we all got to move on. Mm -hmm. The, uh, Question that came in earlier from Sirensong87. Um, KSA and his ping is a major question this week. Uh, question mark this week. Well, is he the only one that's going to be on ping? Isn't, uh, I, I, I don't, wasn't Suna also yeah. going to be on ping? EU. So uh, I think the for the foreseeable future, ping is a thing with the Vancouver Titans. We saw with Fielder's performance this past weekend that it, doesn't necessarily mean the end of the world. Um, but if, if ping is that significant of a, of a problem, I mean, 
just because you have six players, you bump it up to seven doesn't mean you get eight or nine. Like, I think there is still room if the team has the appetite to potentially add to the roster. Um, how what, big is that appetite? I don't know. I mean, if you read that Sportsnet article, I don't know how many times, but I'm pretty sure I could count. I have to use two hands to, to count the times. It came up. Budget was an issue. Money. I mean, it makes sense. In the world as it is today, everyone is sort of taking a look at the, the dollars and cents it's a little bit harder um, with making sure that they have enough. Um, a question that actually had sort of been coming in, this, I'm going to go sort of back to the unfun part, and, and Sammy brought it up, is that there's this perception that the, the rooms <laughs> at the 40th Health Center are worse than, than dorm rooms. I can assure people they are not. Now, I'm not going to disagree that our standards will vary, but they were not, I think, ever intended to be where someone would live long-term in isolation. They are truly meant for what we would call a, a transient person, a person traveling. Um, when I travel for work, I stay in a hotel room for a week. It is nothing like home, nor is it intended to be. It's supposed to provide you what you need to sort of have the roof over your head and be able to sort of use as your base of a uh, sort of point to jump off. So, you know, for, for whatever that's worth, yeah, it might not have worked out long-term. There probably needed to be a solution and it's unfortunate it didn't come to, but it's unfair <laughs> to go and say Fortius is not a world-class center. It's just what we're, I think this is, the, I still don't know why the organization is obviously really focused on this. I mean, Sam, I think you might have a thought or two, but the, the world-class part, maybe, maybe esports is still something that they need to define, you know, through their partnership with the Donuts. And that's perfectly fine. I think there is a lot of potential, but the proof is in the number of professional athletes, professional sports organizations um, that use this center for success. I mean, I've heard the NBA is pretty big. I mean, I don't know for sure. They're okay. But, you know, this team called the Toronto Raptors use this as a, a, a training facility to kick off what I think wasn't that bad of a season. Again, I don't know for sure. I don't follow the yeah, NBA. Yeah, but Kawhi ended up leaving to play Valorant, so... Yeah, that's oh. true. That's Plus, it was the Toronto team, so we were trying to give them, like, the, the grade <laughs> C experience. <laughs> Just had a spike. <laughs> he still didn't hold them back, yeah. <laughs> Oh, so just uh, <laughs> catching up here. Sorry, and I, I, I went back in time here. Um, how could the struggles of this season with COVID and the roster turnover affect the long-term stability of the Titans? I don't necessarily think the long-term stability of the Vancouver Titans as an organization is harmed by what's been going on any more than the long-term stability of the Overwatch League in general is. Now... Do I couch my words when I say there's a next season? Well, those of you on stream just saw me use air quotes. I don't know if there's a next season. And yeah, I think the the pandemic that we're currently going through will have a big impact. So I, the stability of the league is the bigger concern, I think. Now, if we're talking about the yeah. roster, that's performance. And that's like any, in, in my mind, like I, even like the Vancouver Titans coming in second last year, I think most of us in the community said they couldn't run back the same roster. They needed to evolve. We didn't see evolution as let's get rid of Tizzy Bumper necessarily. And when we saw the addition of Fisher and Rujan, we weren't entirely upset by that, but it's like, well, wait a minute, you still need to evolve. You didn't change enough. Right. So, I mean, that might happen here too. 
Omni, Sam? Yeah, I, I think you're bang on. I, I don't... I, I, I was probably the one that questioned, you know, the Titans existence the most. Um, but it does seem like they are committed to, to doubling down for, you know, for lack of a better term, their investment. Um, but the league is the, the bigger question mark here. Like it, it's, it's not a good look guys. Like Sinatra leaving is obviously a huge thing. Now, Corey leaving, like these guys are not only the, the, the best players, like, you know, arguably the franchise players of the teams, but they're also smart guys. Right. So like, we've also talked about like Valorant being this unknown being like, you know, the pros, the game's not even out guys. Right. Like the amount of times we talk about a game that technically doesn't it's, exist. It's FOMO in yeah, right? really high but, amounts, but, but it's like, like, like Sinatra and, and Corey, like these aren't dumb guys. Like they know how to make a brand for themselves. So the fact that they're doing this tells me two things. One, maybe Omni's right and it's pure FOMO and they're just chasing us, chasing the next thing. But it also tells you, like I've talked about before, is the what's the thing they're leaving? They don't have confidence in the league. Well, I, I I would argue there's maybe a little more to that. Like, you know, he's Haxel as the example, you know, and, and Sinatra said as well, I'm, I'm not really enjoying the game as it is. I'm not having fun. And I, I talk about this being a video game and the purpose of a video game should be to have fun. So if you're not having fun, yeah, you go and find somewhere else to have fun. Fun yeah. in my video games? But I, I do yeah. agree. Like, we're, yeah. we're Titans fans here. This is, this is what? <laughs> this is, this is a, you know, there is, there are, there are so many things that, that might need to change and evolve. And I think, you also, know, talk about the Overwatch League. They need to probably go through a similar evolution as the Vancouver Titans are. Maybe not I think to the same extent, but. We should also mention uh, at least the speculated numbers that are being thrown around in terms of what what uh, contracts are offered. It's a big factor for these guys as well. Yeah, and like it's it just comes back to like is can the league deliver on all these different people that they've made promises to, whether it's player to team to sponsors to their own staff or or whatever, um, and that's really concerning to me and like we talk a lot about like okay what can the league do to, to make things better and fanatics is always at the top of the list the most ironic part is they already got their money from fanatics in their books fanatics is the thing that's worked mm-hmm. everything else has it so so like it my mouth is bitter just saying those words but that's that's what's happening right now when fanatics is the thing that works like air quotes again, uh, like that, that worries me. Yeah. So a question from Wood for Sheep on Twitch is sports and associated with the Canucks org in any shape or form. It reads like it's supposed to be the org side, but feels self-incriminating. Is it just the org deciding they need to be forthcoming? Um, so the Canucks sports and entertainment <laughs> has a relationship with Rogers, um, who owns uh, the Sportsnet uh, brand. Rogers has the naming rights for the building that they own, the Rogers Arena. Rogers has the broadcast rights for both radio as well as television when it comes to the Vancouver Canucks hockey team. Uh, in fact, Rogers has a studio presence within the arena. Like there, there is definitely a relationship there. Does that relationship extend beyond the hockey franchise into the world of esports? Maybe, maybe not. I would argue it's kind of starting to because if you notice any of the youtube videos it shows a roger sportsnet logo 
I've yet to see the Vancouver Titans on Sportsnet itself, but it does show that logo. So there's got to be some form of relationship. So this could very well be through that sort of, again, connection off the corner of someone else's desk or ultimately the connection that's since been established. As far as it being a desire to be forthcoming, let's be real. Anytime the, the organization goes and has a conversation with us or our mainstream media, they're looking to have their story to be told. And they, they identify who they want to tell the story. They did not come to me and say, hey, Chris, I, you know, I, I, we've heard you. We want to, to work with you. And hey, let's get so-and-so on a podcast or have a segment. And the last time that we were able to go and, and have someone join us on air uh, was when Alfred joined me. And, and then we had the, at the meet greet. And then from there, I've provided every opportunity. I've even, like, I've talked uh, and sent email multiple times. Like, hey, I want to give you an opportunity to come on and tell us more about the homestand. Tell us more about this. Like, I'm literally saying, promote your brand through us. And I am told nothing more to say, can't do it, not sure, or eventually, you know, I get passed down the line. If there is one complaint that we, and I think most of the community have said, is you don't do a really good job of promoting your brand. And here I am saying, hello. So they they chose to go through Rogers. I'm not bitter that they did. Maybe a little disappointed that they didn't also consider the conduit that they have in us. But hey, them them's the breaks. and. To be fair, we're also not really good at promoting our own brand. For example, this stream right now isn't on Titan's Cord. I mean, maybe we should be, but we're we're also self-deprecating like that. Yeah, no, true. I and I the the reason why we're not on Titan's Cord is I want to respect the fact that, you know, I go and put them on blast, so I I sort of need to accept that maybe I shouldn't. But hey, if any one of our listeners do, go ahead. As I've made it no, very clear sure. in RSP court. The Not one thing I will say about that article is even if it did come off as, as PR spinny, um, the quotes by Alfred were a hundred and a thousand times percent Alfred. I can hear like, you know, we have a relationship with Alfred. We've talked to him off air, on air, et cetera. That is absolutely his words. I can hear like his intonations in his voice. So, so like when he says we screwed up, it means he's been given the authorization to finally admit he's screwed up. And, and Alfred's told us off air, like he's not perfect. We're not perfect. They're not perfect, but you know, that's different than making a statement um, through, through media and things like that. So, so I take this as progress, not necessarily from the people that the, the quotes are from, because mm-hmm. we, we knew that they, they, they're not blind. They're, it's not like they just have their, their windshields on. They're like, oh, I never see any criticism. I never hear anything. We're doing great. Life is awesome. It's, it's, it's not, it's not just like they're blasting Pharrell in their ears all the time. So, so like, this is, I see it as, as a, a good first step to admit like, Hey, CSE is human. Like they make mistakes. They're going to, they're going to rebuild. Like for those of you that come over from Canucks fandom, it took years before and never really even like, like, you know, very clearly for the Canucks to admit that they were a rebuilding team. We've dropped that on day one now. Oh God, They're retooling. They still are. They're mm. retooling. So, so like for, mm. for that to come out, I feel like the message has been received that they need to handle the Titans and the surge. If you know, we, we keep forgetting about the surge because we're mostly Titans focused here, but, but they need, they understand now that they need to handle things differently. And that's, I think goes back to your first point of 
of getting Justin in, getting the the coaches in, like this, this is huge. This could potentially be very, very exciting. And to reference, I someone way earlier in chat talked about like second win in their their ability to find competitive players in very, very short time, their eye for talent. Like that's cool. Right. Yeah. Like, and, and I think there's a lot to be excited for in the near term, in the long term. And I'm not necessarily saying that, you know, these six guys that are with us right now are going to stick with us for the long haul. But I think, I think a couple of things, one, this is a platform for them to perform so they can get um, secure roles in gaming. I think, you know, that we can use this season to help them do that, whether it's just this season or beyond. I think that's very cool. But I think I think the team that's behind all the second win scouting, like that's also extremely exciting to me, right? Yeah. Whether we're looking at other teams, we're looking at, you know, T2, T3 again, we're looking at, um, you know, cross, cross-cultural teams again, the mixed team yeah. idea. Um, like I, I think there's, there's a lot that we can dive into in the long term that could be exciting. And, and I think it's just nulled a little bit by the fact that, you know, we lost an entire roster. Right. And sometimes you get those, uh, very good finds or very good signings. And, and it's not to say that they're always like come from pure, you know, calculated moves and, and such. Uh, for example, last year, I think, uh, the harsher signing was really substantial for the titan success we saw him basically fill out so many roles and being this conduit between the english-speaking uh, uh community and and fans uh with the players something that we we obviously dearly miss this year so there's always this uh uh chance of great success in, in making those moves when you when you tear it down and bring in a, a lot of uh, people that are talented at their roles. And, and it seems like the second wing guys are really good at finding those diamonds in the rough. And I just want to actually touch on a point you raised, sort of where Harsha and the role that he had had with the Vancouver Titans in their first season. We had this conversation on RSP court, and I think what the Vancouver Titans sort of missed is that, that true team manager. And that's not to suggest that they didn't have one. They might have had a variety of different people that are filling that role. But sort of my view of team manager, and I'm going to rewind a little bit. When the Vancouver Titans were preparing to play in the grand finals, you could go and watch them stream at some crazy hours at night. Now, I don't necessarily know what goes into preparation for uh, someone who happens to be a pro gamer. But one thing I think is pretty important is still the ability to get sleep. You, you just do not function on a lack of sleep. The type of environment that you're going to then perform in needs high mental acuity and sleep is unfortunately going to slow that down. Like in my mind, it would be akin to someone who needs to go and race a bike, you know, leaving their bike out in the rain overnight before a big race. It's not going to be good to then hop onto it. So let's say have someone who, who was sort of this team manager that could go in and say like, nah, like here's sort of the parameters and the rules. But at the same time, they're not like the, the team mom or team dad, but they fill that role that might necessarily need to be in the moment. Conversely, they're also that person the players can go to. And it comes down to trust. I, I use the, the, the analogy in, in RSP chord where the team manager is the type of person that can tell the player to jump and the player without question does. Why? because they trust that the manager has their well-being uh, in mind. But they also trust that they can go and ask that team manager, oh, why did we have to jump after jumping? Because they know that the manager, so here's why. And it's 
I think that's maybe one of the areas that has been lacking. That's not a knock against the roster. That's an organizational impediment. But it just does seem to be something that's lacking. So my hope is someone like Justin Hughes, you know, in that role as assistant manager team operations, might be able to maybe fill the void that that, that has been missing. Again, only my two cents on what it is that I know. Uh, a couple other things that I just sort of come up in, in chat as we've been talking. Um, I totally get that sports and esports athletes are, are two different beasts. And in fact, the the use of, of uh, you know, the Fortress Center and Adamas Esports, I, I don't necessarily think, you know, it's a perfect situation yet, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's not an opportunity to be used. I, I don't believe we were able to see the full benefit simply because a pandemic started to interfere with that. And then unfortunately, I don't necessarily believe, I mean, the Titans through Rogers Sportsnet agree with this. It wasn't best suited for the needs based on physical distancing requirements. So, you know, I, I think there's more there. But then I'm also not of the opinion that you need to go and be put into some stellar, you know, team house mansion. I'm jealous, and maybe I'm an angry old man at that. But, you know, I... I can imagine when I was in my late teens and early 20s, if me and a bunch of my friends got put into a house like that, what might happen? Anyhow, um, there was, there's been some conversation about uh, the arrangement that the, the team has with, with Luminosity. So uh, Progenetics, or Progenetex, sorry, is the media handling done by CSE or Luminosity? My belief it's the it's through CSE. I know Katrina and others have already said that, and then the, sort of the conversation like, what is it that Luminosity does? I don't know. For those who are interested, dive in to the um, uh, Enthusiast Gaming uh, uh, financials. The reason why I direct you to Enthusiast Gaming is that they're a publicly traded company, and as a result, they have a requirement to share a lot of information about the organization, but also their financials. Why that's important is that Enthusiast Gaming has a subsidiary called Luminosity, which is Luminosity Gaming as we know it. But why is that uh, a thing that you need to look at? Because if you go up the chain to see who's on the board for Enthusiast Gaming, uh, there are two people with connections to Connect Sports Entertainment, Francesco Aquilini, who is the owner, and then... Uh, um, Oh, gosh, I can't remember his name right now, but he was the COO of, of Canucks uh, Sports and Entertainment, Adrian Montgomery. So, uh, again, I mean, you go further up, you can see that essentially the Aquilini family owns them. So, if we talk about what does Luminosity do, it can be both everything and not as, that much and somewhere in between. Because, again, it's left pocket, right pocket. Be no different than saying, is it the Vancouver Canucks hockey team that's doing it? I can assure you there are Vancouver Canucks hockey team staff um, who have been involved. So it's just... Thank you for tuning in to Freakonomics. Yeah, it's, it's just it's a weird, <laughs> weird, weird, weird situation. So, so to, to answer your question in a more direct way, I have reason to believe that Luminosity did help out with forming this roster just because they are the so-called esports... Uh, experts um whether they're as involved with the day-to-day -day, i can say at the beginning of this season the answer is no they were to be more hands-off as we got more of a team more of staff um but with like you know having staff is one thing having staff that's experienced building a roster from nothing in a week in pandemic virtually um is another thing so i do have strong reason to believe not confirmed that they they were a part of forming this roster. So, you know, take that for what it is. 
And actually, just on that note, I mean, <laughs> if it wasn't them being involved, who else would it be? The only answer that I have been able to receive when I've actually asked very specifically. So if Tim Holloway is the esports director and essentially, you know, the buck stops here guy, is he the guy that's like, is he watching tier two to determine who's, who's to be part? No, I'm, I, and I don't think anyone would suggest it is him, but I've been told it's his team. And when I've asked, okay, well, cool. Who is his team? Uh, we're unable to tell you. Like that's the. Weird the one part. thing I can tell you is it definitely wasn't these three idiots you're watching on stream. No, no. I mean, of the three of us here, Omni probably knows the most. So if you're looking for someone, choose Omni. <laughs> We're in a Omni, nice Omni, what, what was your Dalton scouting report, please? We we need that by 3 p.m. today because the, the report the, is he's good. He's good. He's good. As, as opposed to like not good, right? <laughs> no, pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. It's either good. good or pretty good. Okay. So good trending to pretty good or pretty good trending to good because that no, tells you're, us you're not confusing me with swing. semantics. <laughs> and I, all I'm giving you is if he's good or pretty good, that's it. Oh yeah. So uh, I think we've caught up to almost all the, the questions that I've seen come in via chat. If there's anything that you've sort of been sitting on or I happen to overlook, please type it in again, wherever you happen to be watching us uh, stream and I'll, you know, do our, we'll do our best to to address it. Um, but uh, you know, before, as we sort of slowly transition into the, the wrap up of, of this stream and sort of, you know, a special broadcast just to talk about, you know, the news we had to recap the Vancouver Titans are dead long live the Vancouver Titans, the roster of old, uh, which we formerly knew as the roster formerly known as runaway is no more. They are all gone, including all the coaching staff. The only survivor at this point in time is, is, is June, who was listed as the translator and on Twitter, he listed himself as team manager. So he's still li listed on Liquipedia, and we haven't heard anything uh, one way or the other. Uh, new to the Vancouver Titans are Rolf uh, from Second Wind, Dalton from Second Wind, Suna from Disaster, Shredlock from Second Wind. Not sure how long he'll be on the team because he hates Putin. Uh, KSAA, who's uh, from Raspberry Racers, and Car Car from Atlanta Academy. And if you're like, well, Chris, that's only six, it has been confirmed by the Vancouver Titans that they have been given permission by the Overwatch League to only have six on their roster at this point. But I would imagine number seven will probably share, be shared in the near future. The new staff of the Vancouver Titans, starting at the top, is Justin Hughes, assistant manager, team operations. He also is the uh, the owner, or was, I'm not entirely sure of the relationship, of Second Win. Uh, and head coach will be Flubby, uh, assistant coach Pew, and assistant coach Leeds. They're all coming from Second Win. So Tim Holloway has been soft banned from NA servers for aimbotting. El Rizzi coming in with the heat. You know, I I actually had a conversation with Tim about uh, games, and he uh, he is more the games he said he is more into are the sports games. Uh, we had a conversation, I believe, about um, like EA uh, NFL something or the EA version of NFL. Uh, we talked about the NHL series, and I get that he's a, a sports background sports guy. Um, so I don't know if you aim bot in either of those. I don't. I feel like he's games. a plot player. I feel like we had that conversation. Like I don't know. Would you have wanted him on Team RSP last night if he was plot? Sure. I mean, if you didn't tune in to watch us take on Toronto Awful Flight uh, uh, last night, you missed out. It was good fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got. We, so we need to do some, you know, research as to who we're playing against. Yeah. <laughs> Please yeah. don't be GMs. Holy crap. Re research was what you guys lacked. I, I think Man, that, not that only that, it just 
Oh yeah, we'll just bring over the the team that won the tournament that we we had. Holy. Well, so first and foremost, I think it was phenomenal for the community. I think we as sort of Vancouver Titans fans, we needed something to to use Sam's words, watch and have fun. If if you did not enjoy watching me do stupid things with Reinhardt, like I did charge off the map. I did not intend to. I was trying to pin uh, Root Bear, but he dodged and I dipped. Um, so it happened. Uh, you know, I think that was the fun part, but I remember like you didn't, none of you would have been able to hear the comms at the time, but we're sitting here waiting to start getting the word from production to go. And it's like, Oh, let's look at these guys profiles. And I don't know who it was, but it's like, what the actual light force, why the hell are we playing these guys? (laughs) (laughs) I'm disappointed. We didn't get mic check yesterday. We needed that comms check segment right there. Yeah, I mean, uh, so so Summer and Song '87, the winnable because screams were good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, winnable. I'm low-key glad Toronto, I dodged yeah, that one. Uh, you know, really I fun. okay, I I enjoyed myself. Like I, I think for me, the most important thing is is this. I mean, I say it all the time. You hear me say it. You listeners hear me say it. Those who are tuning in all the time hear me say it. If you're new, I will say it time and time again. The community is the most important thing to me here. There actually has. You know, nothing much to do with the Vancouver Titans to me than the community that it's connected me with. And that's what sort of keeps me going. It's the energy that I get to to continue to produce content. I mean, I, I won't speak for the two of you, but I mean, there have been times where we're... I'm here for the paycheck. I'm yeah, here for the totally. show dollars. It, it's it's where we've sort of said, like, why, like, we actually question, why do we do this? And yet we do that. To Every night when I go to bed. <laughs> Entertainment. <laughs> Anyhow, that's that's really what it comes down to. It's just what we can do, and I hope, like maybe the the Vancouver Titans can go and you know do something like this. Like there, I mean, there are so many opportunities, and this is not the episode to get into it. But like you look at like Friends, you know, Community Cup. Uh, like yes, it was put on by Fran, um, but you guys could have used Fran. <sighs> Yeah, we could. Oh I don't, my but I don't entirely know if Fran's backpack or shoulders are 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 broad and his. You know, she doesn't skip back big enough. Oh, I'm sure she's great. Like, but like, nah. You guys, you guys had good fun. It, it seemed it it seemed clear from my vantage point with no comms that that uh, there wasn't any tilting that that I could tell. You guys were having fun, and I think that's important. And and I think I'd be remiss not to mention that polar low key popped off. Well, uh, and again, people don't know he was having latency issues the entire time. Like at one point, he, he was wanting us to pause the game so he could go and sort this out. We had all agreed to pause, and I'm like, "How do I pause?" No please, it's not me. latency. The guy wanted to pee. Okay, well, maybe and, that. Was and it. He, it's sort of a latency in itself. Yeah, true. But <laughs> he, he and uh, I think he's the only one among us who's like masters or GM as well. So, what are you talking about? I'm I'm a bronze master. I'm a GM on that uh, Titans and Dragons bottom five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. What is the bronze? I play Overwatch like golf. <laughs> the lowest the score, the better I am. Oh gosh, yeah, no. Um, we need more of that. I don't know how we'll make that happen. I don't think you know Team RSP needs a break. Um, there are some. <laughs> so let's go to open division. <laughs> some, <laughs> some things we need How's to work four on. Four months feel so yeah. 
but no, I think we need to to get an up, you know, get more going on between the different. Oh, and, and uh, yeah. Michael was doing accounting work during the game as well. So. Oh, so okay, <laughs> we had a lot of lot? handicaps. So at one point, like there was okay, you can actually watch the vod because I didn't realize at the time, but like the broadcast angle um, was on the Toronto Alpha Flight side. We're on King's Row, and Michael is currently hiding in the tunnels on attack, like the you know the tunnel spawn. And he's not moving. We're coming up. And so Siren and I are up on the stairs because we're thinking like, because he's got his ult, he's going to come out like we're going to do something and it's going to be this crazy ult. And then Widow pops her ult. Now you would think that once the Widow ult comes out, if you were trying to sneak out through the tunnels and they don't know, the ruse has been broken. So Toronto AF now see, holy crap, McCree's hiding in the tunnels. They see Siren and I up on the top of the stairs and they're trying to figure out like, do we engage McCree? Because if we do that, you know, those two are up to something as well. Like, we don't want to fall into their trap. I actually think Michael had, like, stepped away or was, like, on another computer or something like that. Because he did not move. He died a good death. And it was like, <laughs> okay, reset. Like, but we're, we're like, he wasn't I, on comms at the time. Like, we could not, you know. I feel like you need Michael's side of this. We need to have an exclusive post game with him. <laughs> so, but no, I mean, he, Michael, Michael did really well on McCree. Like, he... Yeah. I mean, he was talking about, oh, I'm not that good. I'm rusty. I haven't played this game in forever. I thought he did really well. I mean, are we expecting it longer from him? Yeah, I I do. He's probably going to go to Valorant now. But uh, that Reinhardt that uh, Team RSP had was a full scrub. Full scrub. Anywho, I think it's time to look at wrapping things up. We've been going over for just an hour here. Hopefully, we provided the insight uh, that you were looking for, answered some questions that you might have been, you know, sitting on. There are two Vancouver Titans matches this weekend. We're going to watch them uh, kick things off on Saturday against the Washington Justice and then on Sunday uh, against the, the Florida Ma'am. Uh, RSP will be back with our regularly scheduled episode high noon on Wednesday, and that's high noon Pacific. We record Tuesday night. And as is podcast lore, even more Vancouver Titans news is going to break on Wednesday because that's that's when it broke this week. And we'll continue to break every week after that. So thank you for tuning in. As always, if you have anything you wish to share with us, you can reach out to us on all the socials. We're at Ready, Set, Pwn. You can find us on uh, podchaser.com slash Ready, Set, Pwn. And the reason I send you it there is because if you like what you're seeing, reviews of the podcast do us a significant solid. And as I already showed you, I will read them verbatim. Whether or not they're good or not doesn't matter to me. It's just I want to share the thoughts that you have with all of our listeners so that uh, we can either, one, if suck, suck a little bit less. And if we don't suck, then let's not suck a whole lot more because at the end of the day, it's all about getting better. And you can also tune in and provide us uh, your own feedback by going to uh, voicelink.fm slash phone. You can drop a voice message or send a text message. And I'll do my best to include whatever that is in an upcoming podcast episode. us streaming live right now is something we're going to try to do more regularly. Uh, we don't have a set schedule. We won't stream every episode that we record live. It's just logistically difficult for the three of us. Um, as Again, for us, this is a hobby. But uh, we will do our best to try to ensure that you are aware that these things will happen. And as always, whenever huge breaking news occurs with the Vancouver Titans, you can rest assured either one, two, or three of us will be uh, online with a special episode, live stream, whatever it takes to, to bring you everything that you need to know. So before I do the magical sign-off, uh, Sam, any final words of wisdom you want to share to all of our listeners and viewers? I really need to go pee. Omni. You think uh, Path to Pro is difficult? 
Tripath to Affiliate. Uh, and me thank you for tuning in as always please if you want join our discord it's discord.io slash ready set pwn it's the easiest way it's a whole lot better than the full discord gg link because then it's a bunch of crazy characters and yes the path to affiliate is a difficult mountain to climb and hopefully we can continue to climb it so on behalf of omni at omni strike sam at another sam chan myself chris at life force i'm going to sign this episode off with those magical two words catchphrase Thank you.